Welcome back to the Popcast Cafe podcast. My name is Kavya, and I hope you are all doing well. I'm so excited for this week's episode, and I'm so excited to be talking about the show that I'm going to be talking about today. Um, I was specifically waiting from the very beginning of the season for it to end, just so I could do this episode. Um, I absolutely love the show I'm going to be talking about today, so I'm very excited to get into it. This is episode 15. Um, Very, very exciting. Um, you know, I obviously had a lot of time to analyze this one in terms of gameplay. Um, I took notes throughout the season, really processed a lot of it. Um, this year, Big Brother, The Challenge, and Survivor had a lot of overlap. So there were certain common themes that I sensed um, as the season was progressing, which was really, really helpful in terms of understanding alliances even better. This is really exciting because we actually haven't gotten a season of Survivor in a year. Um, the, you know, we didn't get one in 2020 because of COVID. So now we're back and then we're already, you know, like season 42 has been um, filmed, I believe. So that should be airing soon, which is very exciting. But today, obviously, we're going to be talking about season 41. Before I get into that, I uh, just want to say that everyone should hit the follow button, turn on the notification bell. You will get notified every time I post a new episode. Uh, you can also check the bio just to get a little bit more information on social medias. Um, that should be up and running very, very soon. So you're welcome to uh, follow it if you would like to see you know, what's coming. Um, but I will give the official announcement once that's all up so you guys can go follow that. All right. Now that I've gotten all of that out of the way, let's talk about Survivor 41. So my history with Survivor is very similar to my history of Big Brother. I wish I could sit in this chair that I'm sitting in right now and tell everyone that's listening to this podcast that I have been watching Survivor for the last 10 years. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, I started watching Big Brother before I started watching Survivor, and I watched Big Brother because one of my friends was really into it, and she was like, yeah, I'll just give you one of the older seasons, you should go and watch that. So I was like, okay, and I guess I'll do that. So I went back to the season that she recommended to me, and then from there I was like, oh, this is really good. So I obviously was like, okay, so I started watching the seasons that were airing, as well as making it my mission to go back and watch all the old seasons. The same thing happened with Survivor. I heard of, I mean, obviously I knew what Survivor was. Everyone knows what Survivor is. So uh, I uh, started watching it because the Big Brother fan base is basically also the Survivor fan base. They're very similar in terms of a lot of aspects of the gameplay. Obviously they both run on CBS. Um, So they're quite intertwined, especially considering a lot of Big Brother house guests and, um, you know, Survivor contestants as well. Like, they all sometimes get to know each other. So there's a lot of overlap in between those two things. So um, that is something that I noticed quite apparently. Um, But yeah, so what was the main 
there or this season was very different actually I think I'm going to start there actually um instead of what I was going to say before so I think a lot of what I saw in terms of the feedback for this season was a lot of people's um thoughts on how the season was set up um and that comes from just structural standpoints when I say that this season was filled with a lot more twists and turns than we've ever seen before um the stakes were a lot different we had a lot of different things I'm going to expand on that a little bit further as we continue but just to give you guys a taste of some of that like you know it was more advantages and a lot of these other random twists like the do or die or um the dice roll those are all like very very or the shot in the dark that's what it was called so those are all a lot of changes and things that we had never really ever seen before so I think one of the most interesting things about the season was the interactions we got between these contestants. I thought that the relationships that ended up forming were very interesting because we hadn't really seen a lot of these dynamics in the past, which is something I really enjoyed. So this season they were split into three tribes pre-merge, and that was Yasa, Uau, and Ua and Luvu. So those were the three tribes, also known as Yasa was yellow, Ua was green, and Luvu was blue. So what I'm going to do in terms of talking about this season is I'm going to go um, basically from last place to first place, and that's going to help me be able to discuss all of the different contestants we had on this season, and then I will proceed into talking about my thoughts on the twists and turns of the season as well as talking about my favorite alliances my favorite tribe and my overall thoughts on the winner and my favorite players and hopes for season 42 so let's start with that so the there were there was a double elimination in the first episode and that was day three two people got voted out because luvu won immunity that round so, the two people that were voted out were, were Abraham from Yasa and Sarah from Ua. So, Abraham, that was a very interesting one to me because he very actively wanted um, Tiffany out for very good reason. Tiffany, you know, was kind of seen as a weaker member of the tribe because of how things played out at their first immunity challenge. Um, So I understand where he would be coming from. However, the blind side that ended up occurring from this was great. Um, I loved it. Very classic survivor. He totally did not expect expect to be voted out at tribal, yet he was. It's fine. I obviously there was no attachments because like I said this was the first episode. I was like, okay, guess you're gone. Bye. Um so that was him. The second person that got voted out on day three was Sarah from Ua. So Sarah, you know, it's hard because <clears throat> she was a character that I not a character, sorry, she was a contestant that I genuinely thought that I could see myself liking. Um, She was very emotional. She was very in touch with her emotions. Um, Definitely a lot more vulnerable out of everybody else in Uwa from what we saw. I really did like her, but, you know, 
it's hard because I was like, you know, you gotta go and you gotta go. So that was pretty much it. I didn't um, really feel much. So this was the instance when it was coming down to being either her or JD. Um, This is a hard pick because I didn't really necessarily care for either Sarah or JD. I saw a lot of positive reception for JD on Twitter, um, but I also saw a lot of negative reception. So I'm not really sure where JD stands with the fan base in terms of his gameplay, but it was interesting. So there we go. So then on day six, um, or day five, I'm sorry, Voce was voted out of Yasa. So this, to me, was also very predictable. So at this point, we basically have Xander and the girls left on Yasa, which is great because, spoiler alert for when I talk about this in a bit, Xander is in basically my top three of contestants this season. Um, my top two, actually. Nope, my top three, sorry. Yes, my top three was Xander Shan and Ricard. So I'll say that now and then I'll elaborate um, in a little bit. But I also really liked Liana. Um, Yeah, but I'll talk about that a little bit more. So anyways, so Voce was voted out. Again, another blindside. Totally saw this one coming, however, from the edit that had been going on within that episode. So then on day seven, Brad was voted out of Ua. This one I personally did not see coming because I fully expected JD to be the first one to go. This was a very interesting dynamic, the way that everybody on Uwa kind of played out this episode. We saw a lot of things going on. So obviously Xander had found his beware advantage, the shared, the three-way shared immunity idol, and Brad found a part of that. So the, there was a lot of complication going on here of trying to get those words to be said. Um, and Brad leaving on day seven obviously had Xander scrambling because he was back at square one. And he obviously thought that nobody um, could have the other um, shared immunity idol. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, Brad, I mean, he was very high strung. He showed a lot of his cards right up front, which is never a smart way to play this game. On day nine, JD was voted out of Ua. So, like I said, I never really had any strong attachments to JD. Um, I found him to be a bit unpredictable, a bit reckless, and a bit immature. That isn't really his fault. I'm sure he's a great person, but he's obviously very young, and those things can work against you in a setting like this, in a setting where you need to play this game. So I think that those really worked against him in a way that they kind of worked more in favor for Xander, because Xander was able to play naive a lot when he wasn't, and JD more tried to be something that he wasn't which just made him almost act like he was on this hyper mode 24 by 7 which ended up really hurting his game I think you know um it really affected it and everything that happened with the Shan drama of all the lies um it was just very very you know divided I was surprised they didn't take Jeannie out this episode because of all the Jeannie drama, how she freaked out. 
um, because she wasn't part of the Brad vote and she wasn't led in on that discussion. However, I think it was smart of them to keep Jeannie for one more round because on day 11, Jeannie was voted out of Ua. So this pretty much leaves just Shan and Ricard left on Ua, and we are one episode away from Merge, so it isn't really too much of an issue. Jeannie, um, there's not a lot of thoughts and opinions here at this point. It's kind of one of those things when she left, like, eh, someone had to go this episode, so might as well have been you. On day 14, Sydney was voted out of Luvu, becoming the first contestant to be voted out of the Luvu tribe. This was a celebration moment, because in a lot of angles, Sydney was one of my least favorite players from the entire season. I found her to be very irritable, very frustrating to watch, and I didn't like her attitude, frankly. And for, uh, I obviously don't keep up with these people outside the show, at least not a lot, like I keep up with them a little bit. Um, but from what I've seen on Sydney's TikTok, she also seems to be quite high-strung in real life as well, so that's not positive. I just, I hated how she had this dramatic exit um, from the episode and basically was just like, in a way, just being like, fuck all of you, I'm so glad I didn't make it to merge so I don't have to be in tribal council and see any of your ugly faces again, is basically what she said, Um, which to a certain degree I found to be very immature because I really don't think that anybody there did her dirty. She got voted out fair and square. So now that Sydney has left, we have officially made it to merge, which means all three of these tribes have become one, they've merged. And the first person to join Tribal Council and the first person to be um, eliminated during merge was Tiffany. Um, At this point, you see a lot of it coming. Tiffany, I did like her. I liked some of her dynamics on the show. Um, But that's pretty much it. Um, She didn't really get a ton, a ton of screen time, but it is what it is. On day 17, there was a double elimination. I don't think I said this, actually, so I'll go ahead and say it now, but Tiffany was voted out on day 16. All right, so for day 17, there was a double elimination, and Nasir and Evie were both voted out. Nasir, I really didn't see that coming, to be completely honest. I did not think he was going to leave, um, you know, that episode. I was quite literally shocked um I it was a blindside obviously he was very surprised himself as you could very um, visually see on his face but I was very surprised that he was the one that was taken out I didn't expect it to be him as for Evie um Evie was cool but I think that Evie was very messy in keeping um her alliances in check she didn't do a good job good job of covering her tracks or anything of that nature which made her very susceptible to a lot of scrutiny almost the biggest example I can think of this is during the tribal when the big tribal actually the one where Xander did the iconic you know when um Liana had that one advantage to take away someone's idol and he gave her the fake and it was a big move and everything and he's obviously doing this for Evie and Danny basically exposes her and says actually Evie kind of told me everything there is to know about you and 
that's just something I thought you'd want to know. It was very much a big truth bomb, which was on, um, I cannot believe I just said Danny. I meant Deshaun was the one who did this. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a big move. It was crazy. And Evie was obviously upset, but I think ultimately it left a very sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. And so it was just really up in the air between those two, like Evie and Deshaun, like they were both in the hot seat at that point. On day 19, Shan was voted out, and this absolutely broke me. She was the fourth member of the jury, obviously, and I uh, I was so upset, you guys. You don't understand. Um, from what Shan said in real life about how this episode went down and how she had gotten sick earlier that day, so she really didn't know that they were planning against her, um, because... I think my number one thing was when Shan was voted out. I was like, this is Shan. There's no way she didn't see this blindside coming. And it was because she was away all day. She was sick. We were obviously never shown that in the edit, but that was the case, which makes it worse because I think Shan is one of the best players this season by far. Um, I think she was strategic. She did a great job with making people think she was on their side, but very clearly having an alliance and a bigger purpose. Um, she was very, very clear about that. So I think she was a very strong competitor, and I would love to see her compete on Survivor again because I thought she was incredible. On day 21, Liana was voted out and was the fifth member of the jury. For those of you who watch Big Brother... The flashbacks are insane. It just basically makes me think about when Tiffany and Hannah were voted out back to back. I don't really even know if I would compare Tiffany and Hannah to Shan and Liana. I feel like the dynamics are very, very different. Also, big brother dynamics tend to be very different because it's a different setting. They're all in a house and there's also a lot more time to form deeper relationships versus in Survivor it's a much faster paced games which means they're doing challenges and competitions like every day versus in Big Brother it's just like twice a week so there's a lot of spare time in the live feeds for other stuff to be going on. From this standpoint it was very hard to watch because it went back to back like it was upsetting I was like what the hell um but I did see it coming entirely I'm surprised it wasn't Deshaun, like, why was it not Deshaun, like, why, why couldn't Leon have stayed, but, I digress, okay, on day 23, Danny was voted out, this one was also quite hard to wrap my head around, it just sucks, because Shan, Liana, Danny, and Deshaun obviously got together to form an alliance and make something bigger, and it just became incredibly competitive to which they could not accomplish that in the sense of all four of them being the final four. Obviously, one of them did make it into the final three, but it didn't go according to plan because there was a lot of issues within the group in terms of everybody getting along. Um, they wanted to fight for the bigger purpose, but that did not work the way it did in Big Brother. And I think something that really needs to be taken away from this is, like, Big Brother, like, made a really big thing. Like, having that alliance and sticking through it, even though they had issues as well. Like, the big one was between Derek F. and Tiffany. Like, they just didn't get along um, in that house. 
in terms of gameplay, I'm sure they got along in general, but in terms of gameplay, they just didn't get along at all. So, you know, but they stuck it out. They had the first black winner on that show, and it was a big deal, and, you know, it was a thing, and it's just, now that it's been done once, it's so hard for that to ever be done again, because now these alliances can also be spotted out because it's been done before. People can be like, okay, this is also something that could possibly happen, you know? And it's now, you know, there's just competition also rises between them because they're like, okay, but ultimately I want it to be me or me. You know, you know how it goes, essentially. So yeah, I was very surprised Danny left. I really liked Danny. I thought he was a great player. Um, He didn't do much in general in terms of his resume. So I don't know how he would have fared with the jury anyways, but we'll move on. On day 24, Ricard was voted out and was the seventh member of the jury. Absolutely freaking terrible. Ricard is also in my top three, and I think out of everybody, if I just had to handpick one person that I think deserved the win the most, it would have been Ricard. I think Ricard was by far the best player, and the circumstances that lined up on day 24 caused him to be voted out, although it could have been completely unavoidable. I thought he was a great player. I thought he did an amazing job. I thought he had some of the best alliances, created some of the best relationships. Obviously, his resume in terms of competition wins was the largest. Um, So... I I thought a lot of things were working in his favor, and I think if Ricard was in that finale um, and he was sitting in those three spots, I feel like it would have been unavoidable. Like, he would have been the one. Like, period. It, it's it's no competition. It's That's just the way it is. That's who would have won. I think he would have fared incredibly well with the jury. I think it would have been incredibly convincing because I think ultimately, like, everyone had pretty good relationships with Ricard, and the only reason people ever wanted Ricard out wasn't even because they had an issue with Ricard, but it was because they knew they couldn't win against Ricard, which is big. On day 25, Heather was eliminated and became the eighth jury member. Before I talk about Heather, I'm going to talk about Deshaun and Heather together because I'm going to talk about how they were both the two people that could have been this eighth jury member. Erica and Xander were both guaranteed spots in the finale because well Xander was guaranteed his spot in the finale and he picked Erica to be the other person to sit next to him in the finale he took Deshaun and Heather and made them obviously make fire I was very 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 surprised to see Deshaun win especially coming back from where he was when Heather was literally right there Deshaun came back from nothing and had his flag pop which was crazy But Heather ended up being the one that had to sit out and Deshaun made it into the top three to present to the jury. It's crazy because I just didn't really expect it. However, I don't think Heather should have made it this far anyways. Um, Heather as a person, I'm sure, is great. But in terms of player, really not great at all. She somehow managed to hide under the rug every week. She was never a target. People never cared for her or wondered, hey, what about Heather? What is she, you know, she just somehow managed to escape the heat every single week. And I was like, how the hell is this possible? What is she doing? But I guess it worked out in her favor because look at her. She's not like she made it quite far. So now we have our like our finalists. We have Deshaun, Xander and Erica are our three finalists. So. Deshaun, I've already talked about a little bit. He was the runner-up. Um, he presented to the jury. He got one vote. 
Um, I'm probably from Danny, I want to say, but Deshaun to me wasn't the, I, I, he wasn't really a player that I was rooting for at all. Um, you know, in his alliance with Danny, Shan, and Liana, my order of preferences of those winners would have probably been Shan, Liana, Danny, Deshaun, or even Shan, Danny, Liana, Deshaun. It's just the way it is. Um, I didn't find him to be a particularly enticing player to watch, so this was quite whatever to me. Then, of course, Xander, he was the second runner-up, um, and out of these three, based on the edit we saw, I found him to be the most deserving of these three. Ricard, in general, I think, deserved it. But from the edit we saw this entire season, Xander was made up to be an incredible player. Um, I feel like the only thing holding him back and the only thing against him is the fact that he's young. He wasn't able to explain social awareness to the jury because he's 20. He's a kid. He's in college. Um, he could have been the youngest winner ever. Like, he's literally a college student. He wasn't able to explain social awareness the best. However, I think his resume was great. After Ricard, he had won the most challenges. He somehow also was able to stay off the radar. And even when he was on the radar, he was somehow able to get off. He got multiple advantages, multiple idols, um... He didn't vote. He he completely lost his vote with the three-way shared immunity idol all the way up until merge. His vote was gone, and he somehow was still able to stay off everyone's radar. He probably holds the record or one of the largest records for a person holding on to an idol as long as they did. He got that idol in episode two, and he held on to it all the way until the end. And then he even tricked Ricard into thinking that he was going to play that idol for him and then just played it for himself because he didn't want to go home with a souvenir. Ultimately, he could have presented that to the jury, but he also could have just explained it and been like, yeah, I held on to an idol for that freaking long, like, right? And then even everything with Liana, like, that was badass. Like, the whole, um, just kind of, um, the fake idol. Those were all iconic moves. And I feel like he also was a fan favorite. Like, a lot of people really liked him in terms of a fan base. He at least from the edit we saw and what we were given, we're not wrong to think that he was one of the most deserving winners. If they didn't edit him that way, then maybe I wouldn't think that, but they did. So obviously I'm going to think that out of these three, he is the most deserving winner by far. Like I said, the only thing working against him is the fact that he's young. And that's literally it. Like, I don't know. I'm upset about it, but I'm glad he made it to the finale at least and was in the top three. And then, of course, we have our winner, winner, who was Erica, and she was the sole survivor. She was obviously named sole survivor. Um, obviously, from the edit we saw, it doesn't feel like this makes a lot of sense, but that is not me saying that Erica does not deserve to win. Um, from what we saw, it just sucks because her edit sucked. Erica was pretty much non-existent on the show for the first few episodes. We hadn't gotten to know Erica at all. Her first big move that we saw on the show was her breaking the gla- um, the hourglass and changing the course of the game, going back in time. That was her first big move and the first time we actually saw Erica hold on her own and do her thing. Obviously, she deserves the win if she's here and she made it and she also was, you know, kind of kept going under the rug, especially because she was wanted out so bad at the beginning because all the Luvu people really thought she was doing something had some mastermind plan but ultimately she won so good for her she's also the first female winner we've had in seven seasons so that's obviously great she's also the first canadian winner they've never had a canadian winner so that's pretty cool i guess but the 
first woman winner in seven seasons. That's pretty big. So that was really great. Um, overall, obviously out of those three, I think Xander was the most deserving from the edit we saw. However, I am really satisfied with Erica getting the win. Um, I'm really happy for her. And I think that she also deserved it. Um, just going through this list right now of people that I could see actually being the survivor out of these people from the jury, I mean, you know, I could see Shan, I could see Ricard, um, I could see Xander, and I could see Erica. So, you know, ultimately, someone from that batch won, so that's all that should really matter. Um, I think one of the best things Xander did in his approach to the jury was he kind of slid out of that question. They were really asking, like, why would you pick Erica? Why would you pick Erica to sit beside you in the finale? And he was able to weasel out of it and being like, you know, I think that um, he explained just how he thought that if Erica was sent to make fire and she had won, that would be one thing to hold over him in the jury when he assumed that him and Erica were on similar playing fields, which I thought was a very smart way to put it. And the jury seemed very satisfied with his answer as well. So I thought that was very smart, whether that was actually the case or not. I don't remember at this point. So that was kind of the big thing. And those were pretty much the contestants we saw on this season. So what are a couple other things I want to talk about? Obviously, I talked about who my favorites were this season. Um, I think, you know, Xander, Shan, Liana, they were def, not, sorry, not Liana, sorry, Xander, Shan, and Ricard were my top three, period, definitely my three favorites, I also really liked Erica, um, I thought Danny was cool, I really liked Liana, and yeah, I think those are the people I have the more stronger opinions about in terms of who I liked, um, I thought it was a very good season, um, and I know a lot of people had issues with the season because of the amount of advantages that were present and all these other things coming into play, but I personally thought it was made to be more fun. A lot of people wanted to see more of camp life that we didn't get to see, or just island life, um, because a lot of the episodes were dedicated to a lot of these twists and extra competitions and extra this and extra that, but I personally thought it made it more fun because we haven't had Survivor in a year, you know, we have to come back with twists, turns, something big, something to intrigue and encapsulate, you know, new viewers. That's what we need. So that's all I'm saying. I thought it was great. I really only have positive things to say. I thought it was a good season. I enjoyed it. Um, the outcome, like I, I've already explained my thoughts, but I think Erica deserves it. I think she did great. Um, all, the only issue I have with it is I hate her edit. Like her edit sucked. Like, come on, Survivor produced, like, they usually make it kind of obvious who's going to win, but they really, like, didn't, and not even in a positive way, because where was Erica for several episodes? Like, we didn't even see her. Like, she had some of the least amount of confessionals at the beginning and all. Like, <sighs> it is what it is, I guess, but those are my thoughts on that. Um, in terms of alliances, Shan and Ricard were definitely my favorite duo. I thought they were so good, which is why I was so upset when Shan got voted out, because I would have loved to see them go further together. I thought they were by far the best duo. I also really liked Xander and Ricard's bromance, their friendship. I thought it was very sweet how he's kind of like Uncle Xander now, and I'm glad to see that they're kind of holding up on that, because I saw it on their Instagrams and stuff, which was very, very cute. Obviously, Shan and Liana had a really good relationship as well. Um, I feel like Xander and Liana could have also been a really cool duo if Liana didn't hate him. And I'm also glad to see that that's kind of, like, gone now because she posted that Instagram story about her not hating his face anymore, which I loved. I thought it was so funny. Um, but, yeah, I think some of the biggest twists of this season were obviously Shot in the Dark, which was a big deal. Um, that was something that was very different. Going back in time, 
some of these idols were just really random and some of these advantages there was a lot going on just new advantages being found every season I was losing track but I think that was one of the things at least for me that made it more fun it made it more engaging and it made me look forward to Wednesdays every week even more than I usually do I also really liked the players we had this season so ultimately I only have really good things to say about it um I thought it was great and compared to Big Brother, which is obviously my other favorite reality TV show, so I kind of always associate Big Brother and Survivor together. I think that they were both really good seasons. I think Big Brother, I only started like getting annoyed of the season towards the very end, um, and that was because the three finalists were Aza, Derek F, and Xavier. Are you kidding me? Like, Hannah and Tiffany should have been there, period. Like, that's all that matters. Um, and even Kylan. Was a, I didn't like him, but he was a better player. Like, what the hell? Like... Of course, and obviously I'm talking out of the cookout, but, you know, in terms of everything, I was really satisfied with the reality TV this season, Um, and I'm talking, or I'm sorry, I was really satisfied with the reality TV programming we got this reality TV season. We got Big Brother, we got The Challenge, we got Survivor, um, The Bachelorette, we got um, Dancing with the Stars, we got great stuff this year, so that was really awesome, and I really enjoyed this season. And I'm really, really looking forward to season 42. Our sneak peek made me really excited, the one that they tease at the end. I'm really excited to see what it brings. From what I've heard, they are taking some of the things that happened in season 41, like some of those advantages and stuff, and having them come into play in season 42. So I'm very excited to see which advantages they choose to carry on with. Um, I think that would be very, very interesting um, just to see how those play out. Obviously, the reunion show was very different this season as well. They did it right after the season, and they announced the winner right there, which was crazy. Like, I was like, oh, wow, like, very, very different, but um, it was fun nonetheless. I had a great time watching this season, and I um, feel like that kind of brings us to the end. So thank you all so much for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed hearing my opinions on season 41 of Survivor, and I hope you guys enjoyed the season as well. And that's pretty much it. Don't forget to hit the follow button, hit the notification bell, and I will see you guys next week. So until next time, bye!